welcome to the Holistic Women's Health Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Adele King, certified nutritionist and holistic women's health expert. Here, we'll cover all topics related to nutrition, women's health, hormones, self-development, and personal growth. I'm here to guide you on your journey to balancing your hormones, loving your menstruation, cycle syncing, and living your best life. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the Holistic Women's Health Podcast. On today's episode, I have Cicely, who is a registered holistic nutritionist, wellness blogger, and acne coach. She helps women clear their acne naturally without the use of harsh chemicals and medication. Cicely is based in Vancouver, Canada, but helps women from around the world through her coaching business, ebook guides, workshops, retreats, and social channels. Welcome to the podcast, Cicely. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I know myself and a lot of my clients have struggled with acne for decades. So this is something that I've been meaning, you know, a topic that I've been meaning to talk about on the podcast. And I thought, what better expert than yourself? So I would love if you could start off with just sharing a little bit more more about you, your personal health story, how you ended up in this, you know, holistic nutrition field, and then specifically acne as well. Yes. And I would love to share my health story. I think the most important thing for listeners to remember is that healing isn't linear. And I wish I had a story that told you I had this problem, I had acne, I cleared it, and then I was good for life. But unfortunately, that's not the case for me and for a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we set these high expectations for ourselves that show like if we're not moving completely forward all the time, then we're failing at health and nutrition. And I think it's important to remember like, you know, two steps forward, one step back is still okay. It's still progress. And that was a big lesson that I learned quite early on in my healing journey that actually helped me continue to push forward. I don't know what was telling me that it was still okay, but I'm really grateful for that like little intuitive voice telling me, you know, keep going. There's still something more out there for you. And it all kind of started back when I was about 18 years old. I struggled with with severe digestive issues. And that kind of triggered, I want to say, all of my health issues, issues moving forward because it all starts in the gut, right? And I was unfortunately failed by conventional medicine um, for years of trying to work with practitioners. But I left those appointments feeling like intuitively I knew there was something out there that could help me fix what I was going through. I knew I couldn't be the only person going through this, even though it felt like that at the time. And this was back when there, you know, there wasn't really Instagram, there were no wellness blogs. So I literally went to the library and was like, okay, digestion. I actually kind of self-diagnosed myself with a few food intolerances and just really started to make the connection between food and my symptoms. And it's so tough when you're in that stage of your healing journey, when you're feeling a bit defeated because you're so vulnerable and you're so, you know, such an easy target for companies to market to you with like quick fixes, magic pills, you know, this protocol will change your life. And while those all can help, you know, one thing usually isn't the answer. And that's why I love working as a holistic nutritionist, because we look at all different areas of healing. We don't just look at nutrition or just skincare products or, you know, just therapy. We really take a look at everything. And I think the biggest lesson I learned from all of that is that 
usually when you feel like you're at the end of your healing journey, you're actually really just getting started. Like it's Mm -hmm. that moment of failure, right? That you actually start to make the connections and something intuitively inside of you says, there's got to be an answer here. Why do I feel like I'm alone? And I see this with a lot of my clients. They usually start working with me when they get to that point. And then they come back and they tell me, wow, I didn't realize that my lowest point would actually just be the beginning of my healing journey, right? Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing to realize. So if you're out there, if you're listening and you're feeling like, I've tried it all, I've tried all the skincare products, I've tried all the creams, you know, all the medication and nothing has worked. I know you feel like you've tried everything, but it's probably just the beginning of your healing journey. Mm-hmm. I love that. And did you have any acne struggles with yourself as well? Yes. So I'd say like my biggest issue for me personally was digestion because at the time, like everybody had acne, so I didn't really care. You know, it was Mm -hmm. just a teenage thing. And I was put on the birth control pill quite young. And so it suppressed my acne for years. Little did I know it was actually causing much worse issues for my skin in the long run, which I'm sure we'll get into. But my digestion was kind of the kickstarter for that. And what happened over the years then from there was I struggled with a lot of like gut-related acne. So whatever was going on in my digestive system, I would see it on my skin. And then, of course, the hormonal birth control was also linked to my digestive health. Like There was so much going on that worked together that um, acne started to kind of take over as a big issue for me because it started to become painful and deep and cystic and uncomfortable. And what happens with acne for a lot of people is the skin and the gut and the mind are literally connected right through the, like that axis, the gut brain skin axis. And what happens there is we see a lot of mental health issues like anxiety or even depression along with digestive issues and along with acne because they're co- those systems are constantly communicating. So when I had the worst acne of my life, like my all-time worst, I literally don't have any pictures from that time because I was I refused to take a photo of my face, yeah. um, which I kind of regret now. But, <laughs> um, I was also like on the verge of depression. Like I was mentally like not doing okay. And little did I know, like I was having some severe gut health issues as well. And, you know, it's just, it's all connected and we can't forget that. So yeah. I resonate so much with that. Same when I like, it's so surprising because sometimes people will be like, oh, you never struggled with acne. And it was like, no, no, I was just too ashamed to take a photo. So I don't have, you know, at my worst, I can show you my healing stage. You know, I saw an acne coach who encouraged me to take photos, but that for me was so hard. And I know for a lot of people listening, even just what you said about the gut brain skin access, so many people are probably like, what do you mean? What the heck does my mental health have to do with my skin? And I'm sure what does my gut health have to do with my skin? So if we could touch on that a bit more and talk about hormones, gut, liver, mental health, anxiety, how that impacts the skin, because for most people listening, they're probably like, wow, I had no idea. I just thought I was using the wrong skincare products. I thought I wasn't washing my face enough. I thought I wasn't using harsh enough products, you know, to dry it out. And so for some people might be like, I've tried everything and and this is new information. So 
walk us through and where it might show up versus, you know, liver versus gut versus hormones and all that good stuff. Yes. And I feel like that, like, just like we talked about before, it's like when people say I've tried everything, they really usually mean I've tried every skincare product or I've tried a random mm-hmm. supplement I saw an influencer take. <laughs> like, and um, it, there's really so much more to it. It's acne is complex, but it doesn't have to be confusing if you're working with someone who works at it from like a holistic perspective. Because honestly, one skincare product is not going to clear acne for the rare person it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was actually quite nervous to kind of niche down into acne. I only really niched into acne about like kind of at the start of the pandemic. And I helped women with like every single health problem under the sun before that. And I loved it. And I worked with a lot of women with acne and digestive issues, fertility, hormonal imbalance, like everything. But I decided to kind of niche into that space just to feel more centered in my business. And because it was like the number one problem people were coming to me with. Mm -hmm. So I was quite nervous because I felt like a lot of people didn't understand that connection and that maybe they wouldn't come to me for acne. And I think that disconnect is that we don't, we don't get acne just because like, it doesn't just happen because we're using the wrong skincare product. I like to say you don't have acne because you have a skincare deficiency. Like you have acne because you probably have like nutrient deficiencies and other issues that we'll get into. Um, and so what I slowly realized was it was actually a really beautiful, purposeful, driven work when I started to work with people to help them have those light bulb moments, to help them understand, oh yeah, those like antibiotics you've been on for the past year, yeah, that could actually be making your skin worse. And here's how, and here's what, you know, the derm isn't telling you. Although like I completely respect what they've what they're doing and their advice. It's just like, we really do have to take a look at the body as a whole, um, not just by system by system. And so there are so many root causes that can trigger acne. Like the list is so lengthy, but (laughs) the cool thing is they're all connected, right? Like from a holistic perspective, like I said, we're always looking at like how the digestive system is connected to your, your mental health is connected to your hormones. Um, so I'd say there's like a top, top few that I usually see with my clients that most of them are struggling with. So the first one is nutrient deficiencies. We see a lot of nutrient deficiencies with people with acne. There's a ton of studies done on this. Um, things like you know vitamin A, vitamin C. Um, for everybody, it's different depending on what they're struggling with. Like depending on whether or not they've been on hormonal birth control, if they're you know undergoing a lot of stress. Um, I work with some athletes like that can cause a lot of nutrient deficiencies as well. There's just so many things that can contribute to that. It really is unique to the individual. And then, um, oh, and omegas are a big one too. I see a lot of omega threes, like omega three deficiency. That's like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Like a lot of are quite deficient in omegas. Yeah. Yeah. So surprising. So we'll get into the other top ones. I'm just curious if someone's like, how do I know if I'm deficient? Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are wondering. So specifically omegas, what we see often is like dry skin or your inability to regulate oil production. So like if you have really oily skin or really dry skin, or it's like alternating back and forth, basically your skin has lost the ability to regulate its own oil production. So 
I know it doesn't make sense like for for people to think like why would I add in more fats if I'm producing a lot of oil but actually it, it those those omegas feed and nourish our hormones that regulate our oil production and also help to like give our skin that like natural dewy like glowy complexion without making it oily and yeah, a great way to do that is by increasing your omega-3 fatty acids because often what happens is we're just eating a diet that's too high in the inflammatory omegas like omega-6s, right? In like um, canola oil, like any kind of refined vegetable oil. Yeah, you know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly do. <laughs> okay, cool. So nutrient deficiencies, I was surprised that that's the first one, but I guess also not surprised because of, you know, the birth control pill. So many people are on it. And so that does not surprise me or antibiotics, which just wipes out all your good gut bugs and stuff like that. So after nutrient deficiencies, what's the second thing that you see most common root cause? Yeah. So digestive issues, of course, or just, Mm -hmm. just gut health issues in general. Like even if you aren't struggling with digestive issues, um, most of us are, and we don't know it. Um, the gut microbiome is something that we always work on because there's usually some kind of imbalance in there. And a really good indicator for this is like, just from a digestive perspective, if you're eliminating, you, you should be eliminating one to three times per day. And the bowel movements should be like healthy, easy to pass, not you know, not too strenuous, also like not loose. Um, if if you're on either end of that spectrum, you're either not absorbing your nutrients or you're not eliminating your toxins and excess hormones effectively, which just recirculate in the bloodstream and can trigger acne. Like it's really as simple as that. If you're not eliminating effectively, that is like the first thing we look at. Like I want you to be pooping every single day. Yes, could not agree more. That's, again, something that people are like, not getting the connection. But I know for me that when I start started working on my gut health, because first thing I went was hormones, because I have hormone issues. So I was like, it's got to be my hormones. That's why I'm experiencing, you know, terrible skin. And then I did a Dutch hormone test. And other things showed up like, you know, unbalanced cortisol and, you know, estrogen, all that type of stuff. But the the naturopathic doctor who was reading my test for me was like, no, this doesn't explain your skin. Next thing I would do is, you know, get a gut health test and look deeper into gut health. So I was like, got it. Let me start working on my gut health. And then that was, you know, and changing a couple products from less harsh to more like gentle hydrating products and more nourishing when I came from it from that perspective that was like the key to everything so gut health I can vouch for a hundred percent yeah what a lot of people don't know as well is like they're completely connected like your gut bacteria are play a huge role in metabolizing estrogen and if we have you know high estrogen low progesterone and your body can't effectively metabolize it and remove it like if your gut bacteria is weak and you're not eliminating well that's just a recipe for disaster. So you have to focus on both if you want to, you know, clear your acne. They are completely interconnected. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And then any other root causes that are the main things that you typically see? 
I mean, so many, but I guess like <laughs> hormones is like obviously a big one because yeah. hormonal acne is like the topic of the year because we're all incredibly stressed. We, a lot of us are transitioning off of hormonal birth control, especially like just with, with this millennial generation. I feel like we have been on hormonal birth control for years. Like I was on it for, I, I want to say like 10, 10 years or so. And that's a yeah. long time to have artificial hormones pumped through your body. And we're now experiencing the side effects from that. And I feel like we're just becoming a little bit more empowered and educated on how those, you know, choices impacted our, our health. And so I think it's really important to also say hormonal acne can be like a wide spectrum of things. So you could be experiencing hormonal acne because you're stress hormone is high, like your cortisol. You could also be experiencing hormonal acne if your you know, estrogen is high or progesterone is low. You could be experiencing hormonal acne if you've recently come off the pill and you're having something we call androgen rebound. So this is when your androgen, your male sex hormones basically surge because when you're on hormonal birth control, you're it basically suppresses the production of androgen hormones when you're on the pill, which is what actually keeps your skin clear when you're on the pill. So that's just like a little side effect they discovered. Oh, when we suppress the androgen hormone, you know, just for contraception, you also don't have breakouts. So mm-hmm. what happens when a lot of people come off is they experience this natural androgen production again because the pill isn't suppressing it anymore. And it surges and it goes crazy. And so that's basically what triggers a lot of oil production. And then we see acne come from like congested and inflamed skin, basically. So if someone's looking to come off the pill, I, that's typically the number one thing I see is when someone wants to come off the pill, the first question is, I don't want to get acne. And that's the one thing that's holding them back. You know, they're not worried about some, you know, cramps or anything like that. That's a little bit of what I see. But most of the time, the biggest thing is the physical appearance. So I don't want the weight to come back. And I don't want my skin to break out. So when someone comes to you and is looking to come off the pill, how what do you do to work with them to help them not (laughs) have that androgen rebound and have their skin just go crazy? Like, you know, they're in their young teens again. Yeah. And I get this question all the time, specifically for those who like went on the pill for acne, right? In the first place. And now they're like, well, it could happen again because we never addressed the root cause. So um, I also have clients who come to me and they're like trying to plan their, you know, their wedding date. And they're like, I don't want to go right before my wedding. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't just in case. And I think that's important to remember is like, everybody, everybody is so different. And while I have an incredible success rate at helping people transition off the pill without breakouts, you never know because everybody is completely different and we just don't really know how your body is going to handle it until it happens. But there's so much you can do to support your body and everything that we do together it's that reassurance knowing that you're on the right path. And if you continue to do these steps, you're only going to go uphill from here. Yes, it might be again, two steps forward, one step back, but it's always forward. So I have a pretty specific protocol that I take people through where we actually do a lot of prep work before they go off the pill. And that's what a lot of people forget, right? They think, oh, I'm just going to go off it and then I'm going to come see Sicily and then, you know, it's going to be all good. But really, there's so much we have to do 
beforehand, as you know, to prep the body to make sure that we are supporting our detox pathways. And this is the biggest thing, right? Like I said, when you come off the pill, um, you know, your hormones are completely whack. And you're going to start producing your own progesterone again. Maybe your estrogen is quite high. It's still circulating in the body. We want to, you know, get those androgens down and just like Mm -hmm. really focus on detox. And so making sure your body is in like a reduced state of inflammation and that your detox pathways are open, you're eliminating every single day. So you're having one to three bowel movements, healthy bowel movements per day. This is what we focus on. I'd say anywhere from one month to three months before going off, depending on how honestly, like how many of these practices you're already doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's like, it really is a person to person basis. We, I do have a very specific protocol of like which herbs and which supplements are incredibly effective as I'm sure you do as well. Um, Mm -hmm. paired with skincare, but we do take it one day at a time because everybody is going to be different. Some people get their period right away. Some people take months, right. And actually acne is like correlated with period health too. So it's all connected. It's so true. Something that most people don't really consider again. So I love that we're having this conversation. So, is there any way to know if it's specifically hormonal acne versus gut health acne compared to just using the wrong products or not the right cleanser, not the right skincare products? Is there any way to know the difference when someone comes to you and is showing you their their photos of their skin? And you know, are, can you pinpoint it right away? Yeah, there aren't really, you know, there isn't much research done on this, which is quite unfortunate because I, mm-hmm. I'm seeing some really incredible patterns in my work. And I just kind of go off of what I've seen with my clients over the past six years and just with my own, I'm kind of my own guinea pig as well, right? Yeah. And because I've struggled with all different kinds of acne over the years. And so I've been able to like pinpoint, you know, how it's connected. But I use a lot of, face mapping, which is ingrained in traditional Chinese medicine. And it seems to be incredibly accurate. Like I've really never had an instance where it's been wrong and I don't fully rely on it, but it is super interesting to take a look at like where you're having your breakouts, what that could indicate. Mm -hmm. Usually the two most common ones that I see. So number one is if it's in smaller clusters on the forehead and just on the forehead, that is usually a gut health issue. So maybe something like candida or dysbiosis or, you know, elimination problems. Um, yeah, that's number one for that area. Mm-hmm. And then usually around like the cheeks, chin, neck, back, as we're so familiar with is hormones. And we believe it's something to do with where your androgen receptors lie and like where the skin produces more oil. So again, it's complex. It's a bit out of, you know, my, my practice, my scope of practice, but this is just what I've seen over and over time and time again with my clients. So, you know, if you're struggling with both, that's also a possibility because again, you could be struggling with digestion and your hormones and your acne could be everywhere. That's true. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of like products, because you asked like how to know if it's a product, right? Yes. Yeah. So most cases, it's it's not a product that's breaking you out. I have, you know, talked to friends who've switched their skincare product and they've never had acne prone skin and then out of nowhere, you know, they're just like breaking out. <laughs> then of course, in that instance, it probably is. Um, 
I have seen with people who are acne prone, so who are already struggling with acne, if they use a specific product, it can make a breakout worse. So a really common one for this is like jojoba oil or vitamin C. About, I'd say like half of my clients break out from those products if they are acne prone or if they have some kind of underlying issue that's like feeding the growth of bacteria on the skin. So interesting. I used to use jojoba oil to cleanse my skin because that is what they taught us at IHN, the school that I went to. They were like, cleanse your skin with castor oil and jojoba oil, like a one-to-one mixture. So I was like, I'll try anything. So I tried it. And then of course it (laughs) didn't do anything for my skin. So yeah. I mean, like, jojoba oil is a beautiful oil for people who don't have acne, but it can be, there are so many things out there that can trigger acne. And it, it's such a confusing world that. So confusing. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating. And that's honestly why I do the work that I do, because I feel like we need, we need this information. Yes. A hundred percent. And it, there's so much stuff online. Like this will, you know, the amount of times too that I can remember when I was in high school Googling like what will get rid of this pimple overnight, you know, like before prom, I was freaking out being like, I need to get rid of this in like 24 hours, like what's going to work and trying everything under the sun and then one product after another product. And yeah, so it's such a complicated topic and every website's going to say something different. And yeah, <laughs> so I totally believe that. Something else too, when you're talking about the cheeks, the chin, the neck, the back, a lot of people recently have been coming to me saying, all of a sudden, I'm getting chest on my acne and back that I've never had before. And they're in their mid to late 20s. Is there something that explains something like that showing up just out of the blue? Yeah. If it's not on the face and it's just the chest and the back, that is super interesting. But just in general, what we usually see is it's like high testosterone. And this can be triggered by different things. Like this could even be triggered by high stress, like high cortisol. So I would say definitely like take a look at your stress levels. How can you manage your stress? How can you lower it? How can you support your body? And my secret, it's probably not a supplement or a pill. It's just like, you know, look at foundations. Are you walking? Are you meditating? Are you journaling? Are you taking a breath? Like it's really simple. Um, and then other, yeah, other than that, just like taking a look at, I mean, there's, there's so many things it could be. I wish I could go in and dig into like everyone's health history. But I would say like speak with a practitioner, either, you know, get your hormones tested or work with someone who is qualified to take a look at that. Um, There's probably an issue with hormones going on. And the other thing, it's not usually a root cause, but it, it, it actually can trigger acne is just hygiene around like working out, like exercise. It, it's so crazy. Um, I find it with myself, you know, I don't have any severe hormonal issues going on, but if I don't shower right after a workout, my back will break out. Yeah. So I know it's not like what should be happening, but it can happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So definitely if you're going to be working out, washing your gym clothes regularly, taking a shower. Um, What about things like pillowcases and sheets and, you know, the laundry detergent that we use? Does that impact acne at all? Yes. Okay. So yes and no. So my thing is like, that's not going to be the the reason why you stop breaking out. And I think people get fixated on this, you know, 
I change my pillowcase every night and I use the CeraVe cleanser and I eat veggies and like, it's not working. And I'm like, okay, but that's just like one piece of the puzzle that can support, but it's not the cause. So yes, of course, bacteria will like accumulate on your bedding if you're not washing it enough, especially if you're producing a lot of oil or if you have constant active breakouts that might kind of like get on the pillowcase, then you're spreading bacteria. So it is important like in that healing process to be aware of that, you know, change your pillowcase maybe like twice a week. Um, Use maybe like a silk pillowcase I've heard has been really helpful or an antibacterial like bamboo one I've heard can be really helpful. But I'd say what's even more important is, like you said, switching up your laundry detergent because a lot of what's in our cleaning products contain not only harmful endocrine disruptors that are really, you know, tough on our hormones, which, you know, contribute to hormonal acne, but also a lot of fragrances that can basically irritate the skin and cause inflammation. So if you're like sleeping on your pillowcase with fragrance, that irritate the skin. So it's something to consider for sure. Okay, good. The other question I'm wondering too is just as we're having this conversation, how much acne, if any, is normal, essentially. So, you know, especially for people who get periods, and typically we get a couple breakouts, you know, like for, you know, eating a bit more chocolate and things like that the week before our period. And so when do you suggest that someone, you know, seek a bit more help and things like that? What is considered normal? And then, you know, what's considered like pimple versus actual acne and and stuff like that? I think if it's bothering you and you want to seek help, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's always good to get a second opinion. But I think the best thing to remember is that the goal is healthy skin and not perfect skin because perfect skin does not exist, especially for those of us who are genetically acne prone. I am genetically acne prone. And unfortunately, we will kind of have to be a little bit more cautious of what could trigger a flare up or a breakout than other people. So for example, I just went I just had covid a couple of weeks ago and my skin freaked out after years of being clear. And yeah, it was it was really put me to the test, right? Like okay, mindset tips, like what tools am I telling my clients? Got to use them. Um but it really goes to show like, you know, we we have to be quite gentle on ourselves. And Basically, the best way to tell is if you're having like cyclical reoccurring breakouts. So if they're happening every month around your period, if they, if you're constantly getting breakouts, if you constantly have a new pimple, um, that's when it's definitely time to reach out to someone because yes, it's common, but it shouldn't be happening. So if you have a pimple here and there, I still get a pimple here and there. Of course, that's normal. We live in a world where we're high stressed, we're eating lots of sugar and, you know, we like to go out for a drink every once in a while. The biggest difference there is like what I teach my clients is understanding the connection. So if you know why something caused a breakout, then you have the tools to move forward with either clearing the breakout or, you know, just having peace of mind that you know why it happened. So it really depends on how you're feeling. If you're feeling lost and confused and you can't put two and two together, that's when it's time to seek help. If you're like, oh no, I had a breakout because I know what happened. I know what I was doing this weekend. And I'm fine with it. Then whatever. Like that's life and that is completely normal. Okay, good. There's one thing you said 
that I just wanted to touch on and for you to elaborate on. You said healthy skin versus perfect skin. So what is your definition of healthy skin? Yes. I'm so happy you asked this because it's often something that we forget in the acne clearing journey. And this is the number one thing that really bugs me about most acne clearing product lines is they're so focused on clearing the acne, removing the oil that they forget about the skin barrier function. So we actually have like a whole, you know, like lipid layer, like a barrier function on our skin. And we have an entire ecosystem of like beneficial bacteria on our skin as well, just like we do in our gut. And they actually help to regulate the amount of the bacteria P acnes, which causes acne on our skin. And when we strip away all the beneficial bacteria and when we make the skin barrier really weak and vulnerable, well, over time, that's going to do us no good because then it can't effectively fight off infection or whatever comes comes up um, in the future. So while the really intense cleanser might work for you initially, over time, it's probably going to do more damage than good. So I would take a look at your skin. Is your oil production regulated? Are you not too oily? Are you not too dry? Do you like wake up just feeling like you don't really need to cleanse your face? You don't really need to put a face oil on? It should just feel pretty balanced. Um, Is the redness down? Like, are you, you shouldn't be experiencing any crazy like red flare-ups. I'm also rosacea prone and there were years where I was struggling with rosacea. That shouldn't be happening. There's probably something underlying going on there. Um, I would just say, yeah, the texture and feel of your skin, that's the biggest thing to look at. How does it feel? Yeah. Does Mm -hmm. that that make sense? That does make sense. Yeah. And I'm sure this is different for everyone as well. You know, some, for me, the the older I'm getting and the more I've dealt with my skin for the first time in my entire life. So I've been struggling with acne probably since I was 12 and I'm now 27. And this is the first year of my life where it was just a month ago, I went out in public with no makeup on, just a little bit of concealer on some of my spots for the first time in my entire life. And I just, I was so proud of myself. So I was like, you know what? this is what my healthy skin looks like is feeling comfortable enough to go outside with a little bit of mascara and concealer and finally just accept my skin for where it's at and let it breathe and feel comfortable. That for me, that was like my definition of healthy skin. So I'm, and it's not perfect at all. It's like far from perfect. And I was finally at a point where I was like, you know what, if I have a little spot showing through here, there, like I'm human and I'm normal. So I love that you were able to touch on that and that yeah, I'm sure it looks different for everyone for sure. And focusing on the skin barrier and <laughs> all That's that stuff. Definition. That makes me really, really happy here. And it's also part of what I talk about with clients. It's kind of like, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Like you, you actually have to make those moves that are uncomfortable to help train your mind to be open to the healing journey. Like it's a huge missing component when you're clearing your acne is actually reminding yourself that you are capable of healing your acne, that you are able to clear your acne, you deserve to clear your acne, and also that you don't have to have clear skin right now to start living your life and enjoying your life. And a lot of people are like, you know, they they inhibit themselves from going out and enjoying life's pleasures. Like I have clients who are like, I haven't gone out to a restaurant in years. I haven't gone out with friends. I haven't gone to the house without makeup. I haven't gone to the mm-hmm. gym. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I have to start doing those things now because you can't make change from a place of fear or lack. You have to make change from a place of self-acceptance and love to actually make it long lasting. Mm. This is my favorite thing you've said so far. <laughs> it's so relatable. And so everyone's going to reach that point in their journey. But yeah, like who cares what other people think? You know, we're so harsh on ourselves. And I can so relate to that of not wanting to go to the gym or a restaurant or out in public. I would cancel plans with friends. I would not go to parties because once in high school, I had a guy in my high school say to me, you're only pretty from far away. You're not pretty close up. And that ruined me. And I'm sure for him, he probably doesn't remember. But for me, I took that with me. I'm probably going to take it with me for the rest of my life. And so that's awful at that. And that was, you know, in high school and I was struggling with my skin. And of course, you know, for your crush to say that to you was one of the worst things. And so now that I'm getting older, I'm like, honestly, screw that. (laughs) I want to have fun. And I let it hold me back, you know, going to bonfires, going to sleepovers, like all being so embarrassed of so I would go to sleep with my makeup on and stuff like that for fear that people would see me without makeup on. And so uh, yeah, you are allowed to, you know, live your life and, and, you know, have imperfect skin and who cares. So I love that you're saying all this stuff. Yeah. And it's it's actually funny you say that because one of the biggest things that my clients say is that it's the ones that are closest to them, like their loved ones, their family, their closest friends that make comments about their skin. And that you know prevents them from going makeup free. But actually the biggest power move you could ever do for yourself is going out, is going out without makeup, is just like being like, hey, yeah, I have acne, like please stop commenting on it. And it allows other people to be vulnerable themselves and understand that we're all dealing with something, whether it's external or internal. And yeah, huge part of the healing journey. Big time. And then once you go out without makeup, you realize no one's really looking at me. No one cares. Oh my gosh, it's just my family members saying something, but really... (laughs) No one cares. So yeah, I absolutely love that. You also talked about food a little bit. So could we touch on what you see with your clients and what you recommend if you recommend cutting out, you know, gluten, dairy, coffee, sugar, alcohol, all that type of stuff? What are your thoughts on that? Yes. So I am a huge advocate for focusing on what foods can we add in versus what can we remove? Because usually the problem is that we're not giving our good gut bacteria enough fiber or enough diversity to thrive. And while there are certain triggers that we can look out for, it can also create a lot of food fear that will in the long run create more anxiety and more stress. So I always say, you know, focus on what you can add in, focus on the healthy swaps, because when you're so consumed about, oh yeah, okay, I have to add like this many veggies to my plate, then you don't worry about like, oh, I actually shouldn't be eating that or I shouldn't, you know, I should remove that from my plate. And that's a really easy place for people to start. And my number one rule is like, fill half your plate with veggies at every meal. Really good place to start. Everybody can do that, right? Totally. Yeah. And in my guide, the acne protocol, I have like a list of foods to focus on that are kind of like superfoods for the skin. And they're not powders. You know, they're not special foods you have to order on Amazon. They're all whole food based that have properties to help 
heal and you help the skin recover. And then I also give a list of foods that can be triggering and kind of like healthy swaps, like really easy healthy swap, for example, is cow's dairy is a huge trigger just because of not only the hormones, but mostly because of the type of protein. So like the A1 casein in cow's dairy seems to be quite triggering for people um, with their acne. Whereas goat or sheep's dairy, which is more higher in A2 casein, doesn't seem to trigger acne like the A1 casein in cow's dairy does. Really healthy swap. Swap your cow's dairy for goat dairy and you won't feel like you're missing out, you know? Mm-hmm. 100%. And you won't get as bloated. Gut will feel better. So I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm curious on your thoughts about supplements. Do you use supplements with your one-on-one clients? Do they help with acne? Give me your thoughts on supplements. I actually love supplements because mm-hmm. they are potent and effective, but like everything, you know, too much or the wrong kind can actually hinder your progress. And the number one thing to remember with supplements is you can't out supplement a bad diet. Like you have to start with the foundation work. You have, like I recommend to everybody, they should always book at least one session with some kind of like holistic nutritionist um, who can teach them the fundamentals of nutrition before even considering supplements. And supplements are amazing for kind of helping to speed up the healing process, but they're actually not necessary. I've worked with clients who um, have anxiety around supplements and they don't want to take them. We've been able to do so much just with food. So Yes, time and a place. Mm-hmm. And my also a huge thing to remember, please, for those who are listening, avoid buying supplements that you see advertised to you or that an influencer took. Like don't take supplements blindly. It can actually make your acne worse. Mm-hmm. Could not agree more. Are there specific vitamins that you know of that will make acne worse for people, you know, specifically to stay away from when on their healing journey? There are a few common ones that I see. And again, there's limited research around this, but it's just from my work and experience. And the more, you know, acne practitioners I talk to, the more it all lines up. Um, So a big one, and it's still very confusing to me why this happens, but is um, algae-based omegas. We think this is because of the high iodine content which is confusing because technically fish eat algae and we're consuming the fish. So technically it, it shouldn't be a problem. But what we tend to see with algae-derived omegas, they're just higher, like really potent in iodine. And something to do with the algae-based supplements or even like spirulina or chlorella, like the powders, they can make acne way worse. And this is kind of one of the biggest things I always say to remove right away is just like switch to a fish oil-based omega or just increase your seafood and we'll get our omegas through walnuts and chia seeds um, instead. So that's a big one. Yeah. And then another big one is get your blood levels tested before you take um, like B12 for example, that's a big trigger if you are not deficient. So if you're deficient, please take B12. But if you're not, um, they're often found in like hair, skin, and nail supplements. And 
this is a big thing to stay away from because hair, skin, and nail supplements are there to strengthen your skin and strengthen your nails and hair, not to clear acne. And we usually see the three biggest ingredients in there are biotin, which is a huge acne trigger, uh, B12 can be a huge acne trigger, and sometimes those mm-hmm. algae, algaes as well. And while they work amazingly at other you know, other support, it just, for some reason, can really make your acne worse. And I see this all the time with my clients. You know, I wish I knew this when I was in high school. So I'm so glad you said that because I was vegetarian when I was in high school. And so first thing my mom was like, let's get you on iron, you know, your B vitamins, things like that. And then I would take, there was these like clear skin chocolate chews from... Oh, I don't remember the brand. Uh, I don't remember. But um, it was, it had like biotin and stuff like that. So here I was trying to clear my acne when really it was just worsening it. And then using, um, I had someone that was like, this skincare mask will clear it all up. And it had, it was basically just like algae and oil. And so I was like, oh my gosh, what did I waste my money on? I'm just putting straight up spirulina, chlorella, and oil as a face mask on my face to heal my acne. Yeah, that didn't do anything. And I know it's so funny now that I've learned this information when I take a sublingual B12, you know, for a boost of energy or things like that. I'm not deficient on my blood work, but I'm not you know, like super optimal. So I'm like almost optimal. So every once in a while, I'll take B12 and right away jawline, I'll get B12 on my jaw without a doubt. It'll, it'll show up the next day, every single time without a doubt. (laughs) So yeah. And that's why like, you know, it's important to take it if you are even slightly deficient or just like be cautious of it, go slow. Like don't, don't go and get like a, a shot where it's like, you know, just out of nowhere, you're getting like a ton of B12. Like if you can talk to your practitioner, but like, if you can go slowly and make it more of like a regular thing versus like a boom, here's a bunch of B12. Let's just have a big breakout. <laughs> oh, and this is why it's so important to talk with someone who specializes in acne. Cause if, you know, someone like you is studying this day in, day out, like, you know, the triggers and you know, everything that works and what doesn't work. So yeah, I would recommend for anyone listening, don't just go in blind, talk to someone who can specialize specifically with what you're struggling with. I would love to touch on because I know we're coming to a close here, some skincare products. And you know, if you recommend any peels or drying agents, or, you know, like you said, skin barrier, what are your, your go to products? Yeah. So I have like a full comprehensive list of all the products that I've used with clients and example protocols in my guide, the acne protocol. But one thing we need to remember, like we talked about before is making sure you're not stripping your skin's barrier function. So like stay away from, I'm so sorry to those listening, but CeraVe is like my number one hated on product. Um, and I know it's like very trending on TikTok, but you know, it is, has a ton of, um, endocrine disrupting ingredients. And also it actually contains pore clogging ingredients, even though it's t- coined as non-comedogenic, but that could be a whole nother podcast episode. Um, 
So in terms of focusing on skincare products, a really easy go-to that is like accessible to most people is just a honey mask. And I do focus on Manuka honey because of the antibacterial and soothing properties that I learned about when I was living in New Zealand. But honey in general, just like any kind of raw unpasteurized honey has incredible enzymatic benefits that help to reduce inflammation, soothe the skin, heal breakouts, and actually help to reduce scarring. And it's probably more affordable than any other mask that you're going to buy at Sephora. So Mm -hmm. I say integrating that like three times a week can be incredibly beneficial. It's been a huge part of my acne healing journey, part of my protocol for years. Um, And other than that, I really do focus on a blend of, like, I'm a huge fan of face oils, but using the right kinds of face oils. Like, you know, we usually avoid jojoba oil. (laughs) We stick to others that are a bit more complementary to the skin's barrier function. Um, Mm -hmm. And then using strategically, like, acids, like salicylic acid, for example, but adding it in, you know, not every day not too often, not too little. There's really this like formula that I've realized works with a lot of my clients. Perfect. And I know you mentioned vitamin C as well, topically. So that's not something you recommend. So it actually is for kind of once you've cleared your active acne. So for those who have active breakouts kind of constantly, I'd say, like I said, for about half of my clients, I'd say have some reaction to it where it kind of makes your breakout worse. Other people swear by it. So it's worked really well for me, but I also haven't had crazy active breakouts while using it. So hard to say, but I use it all the time um, after we've cleared the acne. So once the active breakouts are gone, there's maybe just a few lingering spots, they come and go. They can help, vitamin C can help a lot with just glowing up the skin, reducing those uh, scarring. And yeah, I love vitamin C. It's part of my routine. I just don't recommend it for active acne. Mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. And then are you, when you recommend products and things like that, are you, and for someone who wants to buy your acne guide protocol, are they natural products? Are they you know, combo products, what are your thoughts on using, you know, all natural, non-toxic versus conventional type of products? Well, I used to think that all natural products were like the way to go. And I didn't believe that spending money on, you know, formulations made any sense until I actually Mm -hmm. learned more about the skincare industry. Mm -hmm. And most of the products out there are not worth your money, but some of them really are, and they really are well formulated. So I'd say like, a mix of, oh my gosh, I totally forgot your question. <laughs> Just the non-toxic products <laughs> versus. Yeah, thank you. See, this is what happens after COVID is you get crazy brain fog, right? I just lose my train of thought. Oh my god. So. Yes. Okay. So non-toxic, it is really important, of course, always to take a look at like your toxin load. So I do always try and choose products that are formulated without harmful ingredients, but there are some products out there, you know, they have a lower rating on EWG, which I usually Mm -hmm. use for the environmental working group for just rating a product, just looking into studies of ingredients. But um, for the most part, most of the ingredients are like less toxic. And there are so many natural things we can use, like literally salicylic acid is derived from white willow bark, right? So that's really natural. Um, It's just technically not in its whole food form. So Mm -hmm. I use a mix of both. Yeah. 
Perfect. I'm so glad you said that because I've reached this stage in my natural nutrition stage that I'm coming at it from a, a comprehensive and a combo. So whatever works for my skin, if it's, you know, something like honey masks, I love that you said that because anyone can just do that, right? Everyone has honey in their cupboard. And, you know, if you want to invest in Manuka honey, love that or something like that. So I love that, you know, natural and simple and then investing in a couple products that do really work for that chemical exfoliation or whatever it is that you're focusing on. So I really want to link the your acne protocol guide. So I'll link that in the show notes for the podcast. Thank you. Otherwise, just a, as a final note to kind of send everyone off, is there something that you would say to someone who is struggling with acne and you know has tried everything? Is there one thing that you could send them to take away with for today's episode? I think just getting into that mindset is really important. Like remembering that kind of what we talked about at the beginning, that this could actually be the start of your healing journey. Don't give up. And don't put a timeline on your healing. I think oftentimes we expect to heal in a month. We expect a skincare product to work in a week. You know, when really, if we've been dealing something with, for something with like, if we've been dealing with something for like five, 10, 15 years, we can't expect it to heal quickly. So don't put a timeline on your healing journey. Stay patient, find a practitioner you trust. And know that you can and will, it's 100% possible to clear acne. You don't have to have acne for the rest of your life, despite what you might think. Mm. We've come full circle. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So for anyone now who's listened and is like, I need to get in touch with Cicely, where can they find you? Are you on Instagram, your website? Where can they get in touch with you? Yes, please come and say hi on Instagram at the pure life with a little underscore at the end or the purelife.ca. And yeah, come and have a chat. I love chatting my DMs and make sure you like check out my blog as well. I have tons of information posts all about acne, you know, root causes, next steps, and hope you can learn something there. Perfect. Well, I just wanted to say thank you so much and sending you lots of gratitude and lots of gratitude for anyone listening, struggling with their skin. This was helpful for myself and I'm sure everyone listening as well. So thank you for coming on and sharing your knowledge. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Cicely. I know this is going to be one of my favorite episodes because I know so many people listening are going to get a lot of benefit and Cicely is so knowledgeable and so warming and so comfortable to talk to. I feel like you could open up to her about anything. So I really enjoyed this conversation. And if you're someone who's struggling with acne and skin health, definitely check out her acne protocol guide that I'll link in the show notes below. If you're listening on iTunes, There is so much good stuff in this protocol. She has a whole mindset workbook. She has skincare recommendations, supplement recommendations, and then there's a recipe book as well that has some smoothie recipes, some elixir recipes, lots of delicious dinner recipes like vermicelli salad, Sicily's pad thai, lots of snack ideas. So... 
I would definitely suggest checking that out because it's loaded with tons of super great information. And if you're also listening and have recently come off the pill or are looking to come off the pill, definitely book a free 15-minute consultation with me to get some of your questions answered and see if you need some support coming off the pill and if you'd want to work with someone. So I'll leave that in the show notes below as well if you want to book a free 15-minute consultation with myself if you're looking to come off the pill, balance your hormones post-pill, avoid acne post-pill, and all that good stuff. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll talk with you very, very soon. Thank you so much for listening in to the Holistic Women's Health Podcast. If you liked this episode, feel free to share it with a friend, subscribe, rate, or review this podcast. And for more health, wellness, and lifestyle tips, you can always come say hi to me on Instagram at Nutrition Moderation or online at NutritionModeration.com. I hope you have an amazing day wherever you are, and I'll chat with you soon.